Hello and welcome to the MDA podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. Today's podcast is one in our NDA Meets series where we get the chance to sit down and talk in depth to some of the most interesting, influential, inspirational people throughout our industry. And today is no different. I'm delighted to be joined by Josh Hitchcock, who's Agency Account Director at Hawk. Josh, hi. Hi, Justin. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Excellent. So let's kick off and find out a bit more about you and obviously Hawk. So yeah, who are you, where have you come from and then we'll talk a bit about Hawk. Yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, so Hawk, uh, we are a cookie-less omni-channel platform. So there's a lot of buzzwords in there. Uh, but what essentially that means is we're very much at the kind of forefront and uh, riding the wave of a few current market trends within the digital advertising industry. So it's very exciting to be part of a business like that at the moment. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm an account director working on our commercial team. So we're based in London. However, we are very much a global business and we're growing our presence across multiple markets um, currently. My role uh, sees me working with our agency partners to plan and activate campaigns across channels including digital out of home, digital audio, display, in-game and CTV for a wide range of brands. So uh, very much a varied day-to-day for myself. Um, and I joined Hawk back in 2022 um, and uh, June of 2022, should I say. So uh, it's been a really uh, interesting and, and exciting kind of first seven months or so. Uh, the London office is growing day by day, so I'm no longer the, the newbie, so to speak. Um, but as I say, I'm really looking forward to what um, 2023 has in store for, for myself and ultimately our business. Great. We were talking just before about the fact, I mean, Hawk's growing fast, which is amazing to see. And with a background of sort of looming economic uh, recession, all, all these sort of bad things happening, and the big tech, tech platforms laying off so many people, it's just great to see companies like Hawk growing so fast. I mean, what does it feel like to be in a company that is growing? this fast yeah it's brilliant i think it's one of those where it's fantastic to be part of that journey and actually be able to mold that journey so we've got a um a lot of new people coming to our business that are also new to the industry so actually um being able to i guess um showcase my my experience which is which is going on 10 years in in the industry now um it's fantastic to kind of be able to be part of a, a business like hawk and um you know, really help shape the direction that we want to go in um, for myself, both professionally, but also from from a wider business perspective. That's a great story. So look, you're an agency account director, so I get right in the heart of it, I guess. <laughs> so what, what are you hearing, seeing from agencies in terms of the biggest trends, pressures, opportunities that they're facing? What's going on in the market? Yeah, I think like there's one topic that the industry just wants to talk about now and I think um, that naturally is sustainability um, and it kind of feels like the topic that all of us are learning more and more about on a, on a day-to-day basis right is something that wasn't particularly um, at the kind of forefront of the trade press you know 12 months ago plus but now it's really front and centre um, in our industry and whether that is on you know event panels or you know say um, you know industry hosted events that uh, guest speakers are talking about or whether it's um, big brands putting sustainability um, in their annual reports like if we're being honest um, it wouldn't have been as high on the agenda 10 years ago as I say when I started my media career so um, I would say that is the, the the topic on everybody's lips so to speak um, and what about I think exactly as you say a few years ago we wouldn't be talking about this and currently it's sort of seems like it's all I talk about when I'm interviewing yeah, people yeah. but it seems again it seems to me that this isn't just lip service. There's so much going on. So when you're, you know, in the thicket with agencies, it, is it is it being, 
I guess, how seriously is it actually being taken? Or is it just a case of check, tick box, lip service to something yeah, I mean, they should be uh, caring about? The, the big difference now is that it has to be more than lip service, right? Like like our industry um, and, you know, the wider uh, world are having to take responsibility for our carbon footprint um, and, you know, our agency partners and ultimately you know, their brands will soon expect sustainability to be part of the media planning and buying process um, because ultimately it's only going to help us, you know, future-proof our industry, to be fair. And I think, um, as I say, it will just become uh, part and parcel of the day-to-day, whether that's now, in the next 12 months, in the next year, three years. Um, I think 2023, we should see it, you know, weaving its way into more of our day-to-day and it being, as I say, an expectation for um for brands when they're planning their media campaigns, really. So let's talk a bit, going into some details, because obviously sustainability is an issue across the board, every industry uh, you come across. But it is, as you say, rising in importance in the digital industry. You know, green media is, is rising in importance. So what exactly is happening? How can we move to a sustainable future? And what what's being solved, I guess? What exactly are these agencies and their clients really worried about? how can we fix it yeah i mean to to bring it right back i guess like sustainability coming to our attention for all of us has got to be a massive eye-opener it certainly for it was for me when i read that the digital advertising industry emits the equivalent of uh, the equivalent amount of carbon um as the entire airline industry which just completely blew my mind and from that point on you know something's seriously wrong here we've got to really make a change so as i say i think the the first step for businesses like Hawk and any d- digital advertising business is, I guess, to be transparent and, um, as you say, like make progress and not just say that we're making progress. Um, I think the big challenge that we will all face within our industry is that almost all advertising is going to create CO2. Um, so I guess the first port of call for us is to um, – be able to measure that CO2 and then be able to say, how can we reduce our carbon footprint? So um, measuring it will probably be the hardest part um, for um, most businesses to kind of look internally and say how much, um, you know, how big is our carbon footprint? Um, But really, I guess once we've done that hard part from a measurement perspective, um, that will be able to allow us to determine the most efficient way to plan and buy media for our partners. Um, And then I guess, once you've got to that point, um, we should then be able to look at offsetting those emissions, which in theory should be the easiest part. Um, and I think that's the part that people just think about when they think about sustainability is offsetting the emissions as opposed to reducing them. So, um, Well, let's take it to the, those, those three things, I guess. First is measurement. I mean, I guess you're sort of getting quite advanced in this area at Hawk, but how are you tackling this measurement issue at Hawk or how do you think it can be tackled? I think... First of all, like to rewind slightly, we need to, I guess, make sure that um, like the sustainability, um, the focus on sustainability happens at the start of the process. So like we can't just almost like calculate it at the end of a, a media plan and, and then try and shoehorn it in. It almost has to be part of the process from day dot. So um, as you say, like how Hawker tackling it is that we are... Um, 
producing a carbon calculator within our Hawk platform. So um, within our um, DSP, we'll, we'll be um, essentially working with um, external partners to build a carbon calculator, which will enable us to, I guess, determine that starting point that I mentioned. So determine the starting point for campaigns um, across all of the channels that we operate on. So we're obviously an omni-channel um, DSP. So um, that will then um, enable us to offer the ba- uh, brands the cleanest supply route through Hawk. So being able to go to a, uh, an agency partner and say, this is categorically the most sustainable um, media route for you to buy through Hawk. Um, and then provide our partners the opportunity um, to reduce their carbon put- footprint on our campaigns before we then talk about offsetting it. So as I say, once we're able to do this, I think we can look towards, uh, I guess, kind of uh, wider, more noble causes like um, using our business in business and I guess potentially wide industry as like a force for good. So whether that is, you know, allocating media budgets towards charitable causes or or recycling pledges or whatever it might be, um, I guess like the kind of, done thing for media plans is to have um some some added value so to speak whether that is um you know impressions or or research or whatever it might be so maybe you know in years to come that added value on a media plan won't just be a few more impressions and it'll be um uh, you know a a percentage of budget towards um you know offsetting those carbon emissions okay interesting now what about um the effectiveness of of campaigns of advertising because yes obviously every agency you work with and their clients sustainability is important mm-hmm. never, never been more so but if advertising is not working that's not really going to fly so what can you can you make your digital advertising sustainable but also make campaigns as effective as they are currently yeah i guess that's the challenge isn't it because in theory um the two from from the offset don't necessarily feel like they work hand in hand because um for you know businesses like hawk which are very much programmatic uh you know buying avenues um the kind of uh, origin of programmatic was always to get the best bang for your buck right and to and drive the best price and efficiency for your for your client um by buying you know the most amount of impressions at the right um uh audience um to the right audience should i say um for the you know for the best price so i guess there will be there will have to be a changing attitude if you like uh, and maybe placing a higher importance uh for brands on the most sustainable media for their campaign um as well as you know at a price that was going to drive results right so i think there's definitely a balance to be had um i don't think that the two um, I don't think there's a, there's necessarily an issue where you can you can't have one and you, you sorry you can't have both should I say like you, you, there'll be um, I guess an onus on media owners like Hawk and, and others really to just be as transparent as possible to say you know cards on the table this is the media you're buying this is the the rates that it will cost you if you want to buy the most sustainable route versus you know maybe not the most sustainable route so um, you know, it will be on i guess all parties within the process to have an open conversation about like what's important for your client and yeah really i guess find that balance that um that i was referring to and what i mean money drives change we know money drives Mm -hmm. change so at hawk and i guess you can't talk about other companies but are you seeing this being business critical i.e are you winning or losing business off the back of, of your sustainability credentials I think it's something that is very much um, on the radar for 
the big agency groups that we're speaking to, i.e. if you're not looking internally at your sustainability model and that your business is sustainable, then we, you know, it will get to a stage where, you know, it is of importance to um, agency group X or client or client Y where, you know, they will consider it, um, you know, as important as price, as targeting, as you know, channel mix, whatever it might be. So I don't think we're at that point yet, but I do think um, 2023 um, will kind of bring it more to the forefront and put it more on everyone's radar of, okay, well, actually, you know, by the end of this year, the big agency groups will only want to, you know, work with brands that are at least doing something mm. in that in in that um, playground, right? And And actually, you know, having it on their agenda because if 12 months go by and you know another business hasn't looked at you know making sure their their business model their um, inventory their supplier their ad serving whatever it might be uh, is as sustainable as possible that raises that will raise a red flag to um you know our industry ultimately mm, totally agree so let, let's move on to some other trends you're seeing i guess you spend all day every day talking to agencies mm. uh, so what else are you seeing beyond sustainability which i guess is as you say becoming so important it become it will be quite soon table stakes but what else are you seeing yeah i think um there's one i guess buzzword that i've heard since i joined hawk um last year um internally and externally and um, which has been thrown around which is omnichannel uh, and from my background coming from i guess more uh traditional roles in uh you know broadcast cinema uh, publishers um it wasn't a term i was hugely familiar with um however it's very much commonplace in my day-to-day now um at hawk and also you know the conversations we're having in market um you know it's even, I guess, creeping into some of the job titles we're seeing yeah, uh, from yeah. our like agency and brand partners, whether that's you know omni-channel, uh, you know, manager or, or planning or whatever it might be. So, um, that said, uh, it doesn't really come as a surprise to me. I think the 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 fight for eyeballs and attention within you know uh, the kind of digital advertising landscape uh, means it's just so important for brands to have their advertising working together in harmony um, rather than, I guess, planned and, and, and bought in silos. Um, so, you know, meaning that brands can take a holistic approach to planning and buying um, their media to, to best drive um, results across multiple touchpoint and channels is something which I think is music to most people's ears that we're talking to out in the market. So, you know, from coming out of the kind of... Um, post-pandemic world where you know resource for everyone is tight and it's very much about you know um, being as efficient as possible um, even from a kind of day-to-day working practices perspective being able to you know unify that approach um, and really make sure that all of our media is working together um, you know it's becoming more and more important um, for the people for, for our clients out in market I mean it's omnichannel is nothing new it's been around for quite a long time I suppose well, you tell me, <laughs> because it has been a long time. And as you say, we're seeing it come even more to the fore of the new job titles and there's, not, there's more focus on it. And every marketer I talk to, Omnichannel is the first thing that comes off his or her lips, really, when they're talking about marketing strategy. But why now? Why is it been thrust so much into the spotlight at the moment? Yeah, as you say, like we want, we want it really to be more than just another uh, buzzword in our industry, right? And I think, for me, the, the true power of Omnichannel 
uh, is now the ability for cross-channel measurement um, to to hop back onto the measurement point. Um, but essentially, instead of you know having to, if you're a marketeer, having to piece together you know multiple post-campaign analysis to determine the best performance and you know inform you know your brand what you should be doing for future campaigns, um, being able to activate omni-channel media campaigns ultimately allows us to you know determine outcomes across channels like digital out of home dig, uh, digital audio ctv um you know that might be brand lift that might be incremental reach um sales outputs and i think the exciting thing from a hawk perspective is that we are a um, company um that has solutions now in place to measure um um these um outcomes uh, across format um, with one source of truth which is ultimately as I say what kind of you know every um, marketeer wants to be able to say here are some clear and concise results across all of the channels that we run across um, and um, you know we were able to run those um, through one partner through one platform um, in a way which you know alleviates a bit of heavy lifting to be honest. So you, you talked about out of home and CTV and lots of different channels which channel in particular are you most excited about in terms of what are you seeing the most exciting results from clients or the most innovations going on you know what's getting you out of bed in the morning yeah really i mean there could be one of many answers for this i think um we are starting to run campaigns like um actionable audio so that's um running um programmatic digital uh, digital audio should i say um um that is targeting smart speakers so you can categorically you know answer back and action uh that ad um in game is a channel that um we're expecting to really kind of emerge so to speak this year and um kind of step away from just being um a channel where you can reach you know 16 to 34 young men um across action gaming right because it's such a broad category with such a huge market so um you know i guess the big thing with omni-channel um and I've, I've harped on about measurement a lot in this podcast already, so I'm gonna, definitely going to step away from that slightly. I think the big thing with omni-channel and the, the the channel mix that it provides us is that it's not just a platform to you know drive efficiency and and you know attribute attribute outcomes. Right um, before we get to the end of the campaign, um, you know, running campaigns uh, in this way can really promote like innovation, and I guess create genuine standout campaigns because that's what we're all in the business to do right um i think like to touch on some of the other channels um which i haven't spoke about like running uh dynamic creatives across uh you know digital out of home for example so you know whether that's just using everyday data like location and time of day to you know deliver hundreds of localized time sensitive creatives or or even doing something you know more dynamic like leveraging the weather to deliver ads when you know a sun cream brand um uh wants to advertise uh because the you know weather in the uk is 25 degrees plus right i think those are the kind of um dynamic levers and uh you know ways we can really use omnichannel to innovate and create standard activity um and i guess you know the, the measurement piece and the attribution piece ultimately comes at the end. But, you know, having that kind of, uh, I guess, toolbox, be able to say we can run, you know, dynamic creatives across digital audio, we can run localised creatives across digital out of home, um, you know, and then, I guess, kind of connect the dots at the end of the campaign um, means that we can ultimately drive, you know, the best results for brands with that balance of creative impact and, um, you know, 
really hopefully produce some some award-winning work for our clients which is what we all love to do so is it a sound a really stupid question but uh you've got one source of truth you sort of crack attribution and measurement and you can run campaigns for clients across mm-hmm. every platform every platform where consumers are you know critically because consumers nowadays live on every platform i don't care i don't think of being a mobile iphone or ctv as a different platform it's just my my media life yeah so bearing that in mind is there any brand that wouldn't want to run an omnichannel campaign and if so why are there any brands I mean, should a brand be looking any more at campaigns just an online display or campaigns that just on mobile advertising is there a place for any campaign to be signal channel anymore do you think i mean we we certainly will still run campaigns that are um you know running one channel in silo and i think the way that brands will do that is because they have a clear directive of okay we want to write reach this type of person using this specific, um, you know, uh, data source to reach them on a one-to-one basis. I think, um, not to say that omnichannel is for everyone, but I think what we will, um, you know, it's the classic kind of like brand building versus, um, um, like performance argument, right? You know, um, a lot of brands will still plow uh, a lot of spend into you know search marketing because that's where they see that kind of last click attribution and that's yeah. where they can see tangible results. And I don't think we'll ever, like brands will never stop doing that because they'll always you know, be able to categorically see the value of it. But I think when we, you know, there's been you know, so much uh, press and, and, you know, so much written about building your brands and I think being able to build your brand um, you know, cross-channel uh, in a way that is very much a unified approach so that all that advertising is working together as opposed to fighting for attention across different channels at different times and to different audiences, right? So, um, yeah, there's, there'll certainly always be a place for, for media that's run in silo because, you know, a brand might be wed to a certain channel or a certain way of buying or, you know, a certain a certain targeting approach um i think as i say it would just be a case of kind of steering uh, a brand to maybe try a new channel or to test a new channel um um, and i think omni channel is a great way to do that to you know help brands to you know test new waters and and actually you know as i say create you know new and standout work excellent well look we've come almost the end of our chat and i think the word cookies we mentioned just <laughs> once which is unusual i mean we are moving to a cookies feature we all know this that you know google's going back and forth but it's coming and almost everyone i talk to is kind of ready just about but uh, definitely not everyone's here yet mm. so tell me about where hawk is on the on the cookieless journey and you know can you today deliver truly cookieless solutions and if so how much how much are you doing yep I thought we were going to get through a whole podcast without mention, <laughs> mention of cookies, nearly. Um, cool. I say, I guess, um, you know, um, Hawk's um, approach with um, cookie is quite clear. And I think um, so clear that I um, shamelessly presented to um, one of our agency partners um, before Christmas and introduced Hawk as a, an entire cookie solution Ooh, okay. uh, before yeah. handing out actual chocolate chip cookies um, <laughs> which in my head felt like a really funny dad joke <laughs> and it it was a lot funnier in my head <laughs> um, but as I say uh, in all seriousness like um, we're all waiting for you know this uh, pivot towards um, you know a cookie-less uh, world and I think Hawker in a great spot like as I say um, as a business we launched in 2013 and we've never ingested cookie data into the platform since day dot so um, all of the channels that um, I've spoken about and that we operate on um, 
have never utilized cookie data um, and you know the way we connect the dots between those channels and, and run that activity has been cookieless since day one so um, as opposed to I guess other media businesses which have been very reliant on uh, on cookies um, in previous years you know we have that kind of expertise of being uh, an entirely cookieless solution and have been for for 10 years or so now um, I guess my like initial thoughts are that it should allow the industry to like focus less on those performance metrics that we've you know spoke I'm about. sure when you were saying yeah it. yeah I mean like as I say like that's my, that's that's the expectation whether that happens or not whether cookies are phased out in 2024 or not who knows um but as I say um I think the focus really should be less on it should allow um, marketers to focus less on those performance metrics and you know champion cookie-less attribution models like you know brand lift studies and, and attention and uh, you know footfall tracking for example so I think as I say it should allow um, brands the the freedom to like test new channels uh, you know even things like embracing one-to-many data sets so you know some of the channels that have, that have mentioned like digital out of home or CTV being able to utilize those channels and test those channels to you know target areas um of the country, for example, that over-indexed towards a target audience or over-indexed towards, you know, a demographic or an interest. I think um, that should be the direction it allows us to to, to walk towards. Um, how quickly we get there, or whether um, uh, my ideas uh, isn't isn't as um, uh, you know isn't the uptake isn't as isn't as good as again it sounds in my head. We'll see. But, I suppose um, so, so many companies are still kind of addicted to cookies they mm. are even though that they they know it's, it's you know it's going away that they are and they're still they're still being used in such high proportions obviously but tell me a bit more about your cookie solution in terms of because again so many companies speak to nowadays yeah. are cookie-less yeah. suddenly by by magic and yeah. you dig a bit deeper and, and not really so why are you cookie-less how do you do the job you do without them yeah of course so um when uh hawk as a business launched we actually uh, launched under the guise of uh, tabmo so yeah, essentially when we launched we were uh, a mobile specialist um platform um and as i say that essentially came because um, the eyeballs were very much coming away from the desktop um, devices and onto uh, mobile devices like, um, you know, phones and, and tablets. So um, what our founders did uh, at that point in 2013 was essentially um, look at using um, one um, currency of data across all of the campaigns that we ran back then, which was obviously across mobile, uh, and that is device ID data. So instead of using cookies, we used device IDs to... Um, uh, be able to uh, uh, run targeting for campaigns, uh, run retargeting for campaigns now when it comes to our, um, say, omni-channel approach. So we really have, I guess, embraced uh, device ID as a, um, you know, I guess kind of, kind of currency of data to be able to, um, you know, alleviate the the reliance on cookies uh, for brands um, when they're planning their media campaigns. Okay, <clears throat> fantastic. Well, look, we've covered loads of ground, <laughs> so we'll start to wrap up, but... When we are in February, January, at the start of the year, whatever. So we've got it's a nice chance to look ahead and see what's coming. Yeah. Uh, you, as we start off saying, you're an amazing solution. Hawks are just incredibly innovative company that's growing, growing, growing fast. What are you most looking forward to this year in terms of, you know, your working life or the industry you, you live in? I think it's interesting you were saying that new people joining Hawk, new to the industry. You've been there for 10 years. You know, yeah. So you've got lots to look back on. But looking forward to 2023, what are you most excited about? 
Cool. I guess um I guess from my point of view, we are starting to open up a lot of doors with some new agency groups. Uh, and I guess Hawk in general is very much going through a huge period of growth. So uh, being able to work with, you know, new partners, new brands, I think um, particularly kind of um, prior to joining Hawk, my experience was very much, um, uh, I guess, kind of in a uh, very specific um uh, like genre and talking to very specific brands. So um, what's happening at the moment and what's happened over the last six six or seven months since I joined Hawk is working with lots of different types of brands, having lots of wider conversations. And actually um, the great thing about, I guess, being um, at Hawk at the moment is we're really trying to be that kind of trusted partner that isn't just a media vendor. It's not just, you know, a transactional relationship, right? We're really providing value for our clients. Um, as I say, whether that is um, via, you know, attribution studies or, you know, even creative support through our in-house creative team and stuff like that. So um, very broad answer, but I think, um, you know, really building on the first six, seven months um, that I've had in the business and, you know, really kind of strengthening those relationships with our with uh with new partners really um and so that's kind of what i've been brought in to do so um as i say long may it continue <laughs> fantastic well josh thank you so much for joining us that was a great chat omni channel sustainability and obviously the cookie go away loads to talk <laughs> about so thank you so much brilliant see you again soon. cheers justin thank you and thank you so much for listening goodbye This podcast is a New Digital Age production. New Digital Age is part of the Blue Strike Group, the communications group for the digital industry. Please go to www.bluestripegroup.co.uk for more information.